This is the My Bloody Hell podcast, the podcast where we share stories about perimenopause. Hello, superwomen. Welcome to episode number three of the My Bloody Hell podcast. I'm your host, Lori Tharps. I'm a journalist, an educator, a mother, and fellow member of Teen Perimenopause. Hello, hot flashes. (laughs) If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, and I hope you find what you're looking for here. If you're returning after listening to some other episodes, thank you so much for coming back. On today's episode, we're going to do a little Menopause 101 with yours truly as the teacher. Specifically, I'm going to be explaining what is the difference between menopause and perimenopause. This is something a lot of people don't understand, women and men included. And if you're like most people, including myself, you may use the two words interchangeably, but they are not the same thing. And as a writer and an educator, I am all about using my words correctly. And since this is a podcast all about perimenopause, I thought it would make sense to get this all sorted out from the beginning. Yes, it's episode number three, but it's still beginning enough, okay? (laughs) All right, so once this episode is over, though, I am really going to make the effort to be as accurate as possible with my words here on the podcast because naming the thing that ails us is the first step in finding solutions to our pain. That being said, I know I'm still going to sometimes say menopause when I mean perimenopause, and you will too, and that's okay. I'm not going to be mad at you because, quite frankly, a lot of people have never even heard the word perimenopause, much less used it in casual conversation. By the way, did you know that the word perimenopause isn't even recognized as a word on my iPhone and on other digital platforms? It's always underlined in red and considered misspelled. How is that even possible? Is perimenopause not a word to the people at Apple? I don't know. But I do know that that's why I created this show, because we need more people to understand what perimenopause is, and not just like a dictionary definition, but also how it impacts women's lives. Now, before we get into our lesson, I do have an exciting announcement to share. So stay tuned. Okay, here's my announcement. I am so excited. Many of you know that I started this podcast because I saw a need for information about perimenopause for the women who are going through perimenopause but feel like they're going through it all alone. Every time the topic of menopause and perimenopause came up in my social circles, I kept hearing women say that they were suffering both physically and mentally from the symptoms of perimenopause but their real pain was feeling alone in their suffering and not knowing where to turn for advice or relief from their symptoms. They felt betrayed by their bodies, betrayed by their doctors, and even in some cases by their own mothers and other female elders for not warning them about what was coming. The result of all this is that too many women are suffering alone and in silence through one of the most difficult transitions in our lives. So this podcast was the first thing I decided to do to help women hear that they were not alone, to help them hear how other women are dealing with similar symptoms as part of perimenopause, and maybe to hear some comic relief or inspirational ideas to help them get through this journey. 
but there is a part two to my plan as well. And I am so excited to let everyone know that My Bloody Hell is not only going to be a podcast, but also a private membership community. Think like a support group, a resource hub, and a wellness facility all in one. That's what the My Bloody Hell community is going to be. Did you know that researchers have proved that perimenopausal women who are part of a support group actually have less severe physical and emotional perimenopausal symptoms? When I read that, I knew that a podcast wasn't enough, so the My Bloody Hell membership community was born. In this inclusive, private community, women will be able to share their pain, talk to other women who are also figuring out how to be their best selves, while functioning on limited sleep with erratic periods, brain fog, and hot flashes. You know what they say, misery loves company? Well, you will be able to find your company in the My Bloody Hell community. And besides finding your tribe of diverse women in the community, you'll also have access to our social and educational events, as well as our creative workshops that will help you get out of your head and focus on fun and wellness. And last but not least, When you join the My Bloody Hell community, you'll receive our monthly newsletter that, unlike your period, actually comes on time once a month. And this isn't going to be like a salesy, annoying newsletter. No, the flow newsletter is like your fly auntie who just wants to check in to make sure you're okay on your menopausal journey. It's going to be a carefully curated members-only newsletter that will always be chock full of inspiration and information that you can actually use to make your perimenopausal experience better. Now, if you're like me and you want to find other women of diverse backgrounds who are also living through perimenopause to laugh with or cry with and learn from, then you should join this community. If you're looking for access to experts like doctors, nutritionists, wellness coaches, acupuncturists, etc., who can answer your burning questions about your perimenopause journey, you should join our community. If you're looking for a place where you can just let down your hair, even if it's thinning, and forget about your brain fog and your hot flashes and spend an hour doing something fun like painting or yoga or journaling with other women, then join the community. If you're looking for a community where someone is going to tell you how to make perimenopause feel like a wonderful walk in the park, then this is not the place for you because we're keeping it real, but we're doing it together. The My Bloody Hell community is part of my mission to make sure that my generation is the last generation to suffer through the journey to menopause in silence. We deserve to have our voices heard. We deserve to have our symptoms taken seriously by the medical establishment. And we deserve our Wonder Woman stars for being able to make it through and beyond menopause. I'm not just trying to start a membership. I'm trying to start a movement. And I hope you want to come with me. Now, you're all excited, right? Good. Doors to the membership will open on October 18th, which just happens to be National Menopause Day. If you want to get first dibs on joining a wee bit earlier than the 18th with some special pricing, then sign up to be on our waiting list and you will have first access to join. The link to get on that mailing list will be in the show notes. I am so excited about this and I can't wait to see you inside the My Bloody Hell community. 
Okay, superstars, class is in session. Today's lesson, remember, is what is the difference between menopause and perimenopause? Before we get into the differences, I thought the first thing we should do is talk about what menopause is exactly and kind of a little bit of a history of menopause, okay? I am a journalist, I am a teacher, so I always want to go a little bit backwards before we move forwards. So going the way back, we know that human beings have been roaming this earth for uh, six million years, give or take. But the word menopause actually has only been around since the early 1800s. 1821, actually, is when a French doctor, Dr. Charles-Pierre de Gardon, pardon me, I don't speak French, I hope I didn't pronounce that wrong, coined the term. Menopause actually comes from the Greek meaning men for month and pauses for cessation. So the ending of your monthlies is essentially what menopause means. The physical process of what happens to women's bodies as they age, the menopause, obviously has been a part of women's life cycle before 1821. But before that time, there wasn't any actual naming of it, right? There was no actual recognition of it by the medical establishment. But that doesn't mean that people didn't know it was happening. Au contraire, my sisters. For centuries, it was believed that menstruation was actually a means to clean poisons from a woman's blood. So when a woman's period came to a permanent end, it was thought that toxins could accumulate in the blood and cause any number of both physical and mental ailments. So we didn't have a name for it except for the change of life, okay? That's what people called it. And according to researchers from Duke University, the so-called change of life was, quote, the harbinger of both barrenness and wildness, sullenness and excitability, lethargy and hysteria, volubility and melancholy. Pathologized and medicalized, this physiological transition was viewed as anything but a natural biological process. Is it just me, or does that description of the change of life sound like a 16th century description of a witch about to be burned at the stake? I mean, think about it. Barrenness and wildness, excitability, hysteria, melancholy. It's not just me. We're actually going to come back to this topic at a later date, but it is true that there is a connection between postmenopausal women and witches in the 16th century. Apparently, most of the women who were burned at the stake as witches were postmenopausal women. So that's a tangent. We're going to get back to that. Maybe around Halloween, we'll talk about it. But I want to get back to the story, back to 1821, when menopause was no longer a symbol of witchiness, when it actually had a name. In 1821, once it was named by the doctor, the medical community officially started recognizing menopause as part of the female aging process, but it was considered a disease. And so then the medical community started getting busy trying to find medications to treat it. And apparently, crushed bovine ovaries and testicular juice were both used for treatments of this newly named menopause. By the 70s, by the 1970s, it was clarified that menopause was not a disease, but rather a result of estrogen deficiency. And so that's when hormone replacement therapy was introduced and recommended as a form of treatment for this stage of life. So 
this is how menopause actually came to be recognized and brought to awareness of both the medical community as well as everyday people. And then we really can now break down what menopause actually is and how it differs from perimenopause. But before we get into that, I need to take a break and get a snack. Give me a second. I'll be right back. Hey, people. Well, I'm taking a quick snack break. Can I ask you a question? What do you reach for when you want a snack? Chips? Pizza? Candy? You know there's a better option, right? And it's called Yum Day. Yum Day is a purpose-driven snack box subscription company founded by a woman of color that prioritizes women and BIPOC-led food and beverage brands. What that means is that when you're hankering for a snack, but you don't want to leave the house and you can't decide exactly what it is you want to eat, you can just go to yumday.co and order a subscription box of snacks that will be delivered to your door once a month. That's right. You can choose a subscription box to come to your door and it can have any type of snacks you want. It can have vegan snacks or gluten-free snacks or paleo snacks or a mixture of the above. Or you could decide that you want only snacks that come from women-led businesses. Wouldn't that be awesome? We love that at My Bloody Hell, a woman of color-owned company that supports other women and BIPOC-owned companies that make snacks. I mean, it's awesome. Why would you ever eat a bag of orange-dusted tortilla chips again when you can be eating from Yum Day? If you want to try snacking from Yum Day, you can use a special code for My Bloody Hell listeners and get 15% off any order. The special code you need to use is MBHPOD15. Again, that's MBH, like My Bloody Hell, P-O-D-15, the number one five, when you go to yumday.co. Happy snacking! Okay, now that my snack break is over, let's get back to our lesson. Where were we? Yes, the difference between menopause and perimenopause. Now, according to the Mayo Clinic, the definition of menopause is this. Menopause is the time that marks the end of your menstrual cycle. It's diagnosed after you've gone 12 consecutive months without a menstrual period. According to the Mayo Clinic, menopause can happen in your 40s or your 50s, but the average age in the United States is 51 to hit menopause. And again, it's really emphasized that menopause is a natural biological process, but the physical symptoms and emotional symptoms of menopause may disrupt your sleep, lower your energy, or affect emotional health. In other words, it may be natural, but it still sucks. <laughs> kind of like childbirth. You know, I mean, it's natural to give birth, but it seems entirely unnatural for an eight-pound fully formed human to be squeezed out of a tiny hole in your vagina. I mean, what's natural about that? Again, I digress. We're talking about menopause here. Anyway, menopause is the date after you've hit 12 months with no period. So what's perimenopause? Well, Menopause happens because the ovaries no longer produce high levels of hormones. The ovaries are the glands where your eggs are stored, and then those eggs are released into your fallopian tubes. 
the ovaries are also producing the female hormones estrogen and progesterone, as well as testosterone. And together, estrogen and progesterone control menstruation. Extra value in that estrogen is that it also influences how the body uses calcium and it helps maintain cholesterol levels in the body. That's why postmenopausal women have to be mindful of osteoporosis and heart issues. According to the Cleveland Clinic, for women undergoing natural menopause, the process is gradual. And this is where it's broken down into three stages, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. So perimenopause can begin actually eight to 10 years before menopause when the ovaries are gradually producing less estrogen. This process usually starts in a woman's 40s, but it can start even as early as her 30s. And perimenopause, this time period lasts until you hit menopause. But in the last one to two years of perimenopause, of this process, the drop in estrogen accelerates. And that's when you really start to feel those extreme menopause symptoms like hot flashes and maybe hair thinning, rage episodes. You're still having menstrual cycles during this time though. And uh, that means that you can still get pregnant. So fun fact, even if you're missing periods, you're having erratic and irregular periods, you are still fertile. And according to one study that I read, women in perimenopause have one of the highest rates of unintended pregnancies in the United States, second only to teenagers. Accidentally pregnant in 50, not a fun place to be. So that's what perimenopause is. It's that time period up to 10 years before, but then that accelerated time, the last one to two years where you're really going to feel those symptoms coming on strong. So then menopause, like we said before, is the actual point when the ovaries have stopped releasing eggs, meaning you no longer are having a period, they've stopped producing most of their estrogen, and you've gone 12 consecutive months without a period. And then we hit postmenopause, meaning you hit that date and now you're living life after menopause. So postmenopause, this is the next time period in this cycle. And we actually name this stage because for many women, Those menopausal symptoms like hot flashes may ease. However, it's not a guarantee. And some women will continue to experience these menopausal symptoms for even a decade longer after she stopped menstruating. Ah, yay. (laughs) I wish I could tease out some good news in that. Like after we hit the last day of our periods, we're done. Woo, we've reached something wonderful. But the sad fact is we may continue to have those hot flashes. And on top of that, we are now at increased risk of breaking our bones or having a heart attack because we don't have enough estrogen in our systems. Um, Right. So I did want to find the positive in there, but I'm not really seeing a positive per se. Maybe you can look at it as saving money on all those tampons and pads and extra sheets and towels after all those crime scene periods and unexpected leaks. That's a good thing. That's worth celebrating, right? And I'm sure there's other reasons why we are going to be so excited to be postmenopausal. Actually, here's something. I was reading about this book. It's called The Slow Moon Climbs, The Science, History, and Meaning of Menopause by Susan Mattern. She's a historian. 
in that book, Susan makes this argument that women going through menopause is the secret to human civilization's survival. It's this thing called the grandmother hypothesis. And Susan explains how postmenopausal women back in ancient times would help rear younger generations and contribute to the community without creating more humans who would drain resources. So basically, the grandmothers were productive without focusing on reproduction. In other words, women go through menopause so that we can get busy doing other things with our lives that have nothing to do with birthing children. So in that way, I guess you could look at being postmenopausal as this kind of new freedom from dealing with birth and child rearing and where you can theoretically focus on yourself. So let's look at it that way. Let's look at the positive is there, even if you still have to deal with the hot flash here and there. Okay. Okay. So let's review our lesson. First, women have been going through menopause since forever, but the term menopause wasn't coined until 1821. Two, Although some people in the medical community would have you think that menopause is a disease, in fact, it is a natural process in the evolution of the human female life cycle. Three, speaking of cycles, menopause is a cycle or a process that happens in three stages, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. The perimenopause stage usually is about four to seven years before menopause hits, Menopause is the date when a woman has gone 12 consecutive months without having a period. And postmenopause is, of course, the rest of your life after you hit menopause. And sad surprise, while it is possible that the symptoms you experience during perimenopause can lessen postmenopause, they could also stick around until you die. Fun times, people, fun times. And that's why we call this show My Bloody Hell and Not My Bloody Heaven. (laughs) All right, okay. So let's get back to now how we should be using these terms in common conversation because that's where we started, remember? Typically, you might hear someone say, I'm going through menopause, so please don't take my rage episodes personally. Now, technically, that is incorrect. What the person should say is, I am in the midst of perimenopause, so please don't take my rage episodes personally. Now, of course, we all know what you'll probably say is, leave me the fuck alone. I can't stand you right now. Thank you. Another example would be when you hear someone say, I can't wait to be done with menopause. These hot flashes are killing me. Again, that's not correct. The more accurate phrase would be, I can't wait to hit menopause. These hot flashes are killing me. Of course, I just listened to a podcast called My Bloody Hell, and the host said that hot flashes can last even after a woman hits menopause, so I'm screwed. Finally, last example, you might hear someone say, being in menopause sucks. I never know when my period is going to come. The more accurate sentence would be, dealing with perimenopause sucks. I never know when my period is going to come. Got it? Good. I think we have all learned something here today. At least I hope you have. And I really want people to understand these differences because they do matter. The information really is empowering because obviously knowledge is power and you have to know what is happening in your own body. 
Now you can speak more clearly and accurately about what's happening in your body. You can speak with more authority to your healthcare providers, and you can perform more tailored searches for the things that are ailing you. So again, I hope this lesson was helpful, and I hope it can make you feel more empowered, understanding really what's going on in your body. All right, class is officially over. Next week, I hope you tune in again because I have a very special guest coming on the show. Award-winning author Dana Spiata will be here to talk about her new book, Wayward. Wayward is a brilliant novel about a woman confronting middle age as a mother, a daughter, and a wife, all while she is in the midst of her own menopause journey. I promise you, you do not want to miss this episode, so be sure to tune in. Now, of course, one way to make sure you don't miss the episode or any other episode of the podcast is to subscribe or follow My Bloody Hell on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. That way, once you subscribe, every time we drop a new episode, it will automatically show up on your phone. How convenient is that? So do yourself that favor and just hit follow or subscribe. And two last things before I let you go. If you wouldn't mind helping me spread the word about the My Bloody Hell podcast, I would really appreciate it. My goal is actually to share the story of 1,000 women through the My Bloody Hell platform. Our voices are so powerful individually, but even more so as a group. So please tell your friends about the show, share it on social media, leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts because that way... More people will find it when they're searching for podcasts about menopause or perimenopause. Anything you can do to help spread the word, I really, really appreciate it. Also, don't forget, if you're interested in getting more information about the My Bloody Hell membership community, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes and drop your name and email address in there. And I promise you, I will only send you information about when the doors are going to open for the membership community and offer you a special discount for pricing. And then after we launch, after the doors are open, I swear I will lose your email address. I will not be spamming you or sending you regular emails asking you to join at all. It's just for this time period now before we launch. That's it for today's show. I will see you next week. Until then, take a walk, take good care of yourselves, and maybe order some snacks from our wonderful sponsor, Yum Day. The My Bloody Hell podcast is produced by me, Lori L. Tharps. Our editor and technical director is Brad Linder. Our theme music was composed by Good B Music. And hey, one last thing. Remember, I am not a doctor nor any type of medical professional. Therefore, do not use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for verifiable medical advice and information. Always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have any medical questions or concerns regarding menopause or any other health-related issue. Thank you.